Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Hello, my name is Simon Miller from What Culture Wrestling, and you are listening to the Podmania Pro Wrestling Podcast, and you better keep listening to it. Why? Here's why. You're listening to the Podmania Pro Wrestling Podcast, a sample of the best pro wrestling podcasts we can produce on our tiny budget. Check us out on Apple Podcasts, Podcast Addict, CastBox, and all other podcast platforms. If it's wrestling you want, check out more of our great content at podmania.co.uk. Let's do this. Welcome to another episode of the Podmania Podcast, a very special edition of the Podmania Podcast, because today we have something very, very special for you, ladies and gentlemen. We have the master of the ups and downs, the man who answers the question why I slapped and I hit my microphone, but it's Simon Miller. How are you, Simon? Oh, I'm great after that. Thank you very much. The master of the ups and downs. That's not usually what I get. Usually I get, you gave that an up, you piece of so-and-so, you piece of crap. Like, all right, jeez, mate. It's just a man pointing up and saying up. It's all right. But no, I'm good. I'm good. How are you guys? I'm very well, thank you. Very well. Uh, Garth, Chris, hello. I probably should have given you some hello. manner of introduction. Um, hello. That's fine. I'm used to it. <laughs> How are you both today? Fine. So much uni work, but other than that... Good, good. Mr. Positivity. Um, (laughs) So yes, ladies and gentlemen, we've got Simon on the podcast. And before we start anything, Simon, I want to to give you a little bit of a a double-edged compliment, really. Um, Because What Culture was a massive reason that I got back into wrestling. Um, And I remember there was videos in about 2016, um, sort of, you know, about wrestling. And they came up on my YouTube, uh, like, feed. And I was like, oh, okay, I'll, I'll check out wrestling, see if it's see if it's any cooler than when I stopped watching. Um, basically, I wanted to see, is Alberto Del Rio still relevant? No, brilliant, I'll start watching again. Um, but, you know, that was fine. But then that also introduced me to Bray Wyatt. Now, Bray Wyatt is my my bay, basically. He's my we absolute bay. We can do a bay. podcast. And you introduced me to him through your channel and now he's just he's dead in the water and it upsets me so he doesn't he doesn't exist anymore he doesn't he doesn't and that upsets me so thank you for introducing me back into wrestling but also how dare you introduce me to bray wyatt <laughs> well I, li- I like to think i did you a service really because i taught you that wrestling is great but also that it would always screw you over at some point <laughs> so I, I i was just giving you a very true to life version of pro wrestling so you're very welcome <laughs> and I'm happy we can do that. And seriously, man, that's always cool to hear. Uh, a few people say that, and you ne- you never really, you know, you never really think of it like that. So yeah, yeah, I appreciate it. No, not at all, not at all. So basically, ladies and gentlemen, the way we're going to structure this sort of interview, we don't want to do a formal interview. We'd like just to have a chat with Simon. Um, so what we're going to do is just going to have a little bit of a chat, and then we've got two brand new games to play with Simon. He is basically our guinea pig. To try all these games on, uh, we've got one called Wrestle Gear Solid, which genuinely I can't begin to describe <laughs> how happy I was when I realised that 
I could name a game that I was really proud of myself. Um, I don't <laughs> think Chris and Garth were as excited as I was. Um, and then literally to to end the podcast, Simon, all we're going to do is we're going to ask you ten quick fire questions that you but you've got to answer as quickly as possible. Cool, I'm ready. I'm ready to rock. Ready to rock. Let's do this, Garth. I know that you are a massive Miller Mark. Yes. So <laughs> I'll let you start off, buddy. Um, no, I mean it's it's just great to get them on. Um, I mean, I mean, Millie, you'll probably remember that the old uh, Ministry of Slam days. I certainly do, my friend. Yeah, um, that's, that's a long time ago. And this is that's where I first heard your sultry tones. So, uh, <laughs> wow, well, dude, thank um, you for staying with me for so long, dude. I appreciate that as well. That's when I, uh, I think I tweeted you the other day, or the other week about uh, AJ Kirsch as well. <laughs> yeah, I went to San Fran to meet him for the first time, which was, uh, you know, both, both weird and terrifying. What has the internet done to the world? But yeah, no, the Ministry of Slam. I mean, I get, look, don't get me wrong. When I was doing the Ministry of Slam, which was a radio show down in Bournemouth. I never thought that we'd ever get to this point, but hey ho, you never know. Just got to ride yeah, the wave. It's brilliant, and then obviously the video gamer stuff, which was just in and of that's itself what, just that's an explosion on YouTube. Yeah, I mean the videos themselves were masterful. <laughs> well, that's very kind as well. I mean that I was actually talking to someone about that today because somehow it's almost been four years since we started doing that, which makes Jesus. me want to stab myself in the eye. But uh, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, all of it is. I've been very lucky. I mean, I work hard. I always say that, but I've been very lucky as well. Like, I've been able to basically run amok for most of my adult yeah. life and, and somehow get away with it. So long may that continue. <laughs> I think of all the things that you've done, and I know, like, obviously it was a dream of yours, but I think all the the people who followed you and the fans were so happy when you actually got into wrestling. Yeah, I mean, that was... Um, I mean, it, it sounds so cliched and cheesy, but it's true. Like, when... I mean, I knew I wanted to do it. And obviously, before I made that debut, I was backstage. I was pretty nervous, as I think most people would be. Yeah. But as soon as, yeah, as soon as I got that reaction, and as soon as all the night, you know, people said such lovely things, it was, it took me about five minutes to realise i got to keep doing it. <laughs> uh, then obviously we got injured, which is fine. <clears throat> you know, these things happen. But, least, uh, sorry, go on, man. I was going to say, at least you got that uh, really good um, picture of just after you took that shot covered in blood. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I had no problem with that. But, um, yeah, I, I, I thought to myself, you know, you, you, you've, you started in this later than other people. So I've just got to get through everything twice as quick. So I got busted open. I hurt my shoulder. <laughs> All I got to do now is win a title. And that's it. I'm done. I can go home and never wrestle again. I will have completed everything I need to do. <laughs> Hate work for Batista. Yeah, that's right. I'll become an actor as well. That'd be great. What a great career arc that is. <laughs> what Marvel characters are left for Sam Mill to play? <laughs> That's I mean, a very good question. In, in your ideal world, what Marvel character would you play? Well, in my ideal world, I'd play Batman, who's a DC guy, obviously. <laughs> but that would, that would be my main choice. But if I had to do... Ba- if I had to do... I mean, I do like Marvel. Uh, who would I want to be? That's a very good point. I mean, ideally, if I could be the Hulk, that'd be all right. Because he's, <laughs> he's massive. He's definitely getting pushed. Vince McMahon definitely <laughs> pushing the Hulk. <laughs> you should be Red Hulk, be the heel. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the choice then as well. You see, nice, he's a heel term. So I Hulk, I put Hulk up there. Thor would be up there. I quite like Thor. And if I want to be, you know, super goody two shoe babe face, I'd be Captain America as well. Damn right. I can see you as Captain America, definitely. Um, I, I, I take it as a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> so just Captain back Britain to is a thing in the Marvel Universe. That's true. That is true. So getting back to that No Regrets Rumble, then Simon. Um, you know, you've just made your debut, and you know, you're just looking around. There's all these people like. I've always wondered about Rumbles. You hear people, you know, being interviewed about it and you say, like, you've got the basic things mapped out. 
and then basically the rest you just make up in the ring. Was that the case, or did you know exactly what you were doing, who you were doing it to, and when you were eliminating? You know what sort of went on in, uh, in the well, lead up to this? Ah, uh, yeah. I, mean, I think they probably held my hand a little bit given the situation, which I did appreciate. Um, but no, I was basically told, you know, enter enter at number fifteen, you know, right way halfway through the rumble. And, you know, everyone's just going to run at you and you just clothesline the shit out of them. <laughs> nice and easy. <laughs> you, you can't get that wrong. And then they said, then uh, we want you to hit um, Jack Sexsmith, lovely human being that he is, with uh, your, your finisher. So you can establish that. And then that's over and everyone knows what that is. You can chuck him out. Uh, oh, no, it was a pin, wasn't it? Because it was a pin rumble as well. Yes. And then, and this is this is the best part of the story. And I, I know we don't like going inside baseball too much, but I don't mind talking about it because I like to shout him out as much as possible. They all said to me, then you just go to Doug. And I said, okay, well, what do I do when I go to Doug? Referring to Doug Williams. And they said, just go to Doug. And I was like, all right, that's a bit <laughs> ominous, but I'm going to do it. <laughs> and and I, went, I went over to Doug, and my word, I tell you, man, like, I know, I know he's more of a sort of English stalwart than, I think most people within wrestling know him, but why you know i mean this in a, in, a, in a complimentary way why he wasn't bigger i don't think i'll ever know because he made it so effortless and you know he, he just he just walked me through things so easily and he, he calmed me right down and yeah it was just he, he, again he just made it so easy and uh, to me he was like shouting because it sounded so loud but you watch it back and you wouldn't even know he was saying a word and i was like man you've got this down and then yeah he just kind of walked me through it he kind of fed me to some other people and it was just a case of you know wait until you know, you, you see so-and-so come in, then you do this, and then, yeah, it, it's, it's mapped out quite meticulously, but I guess that it has to be, because the, the biggest problem with any kind of rumble is everybody needs their spots, but also when somebody else is having their time, you need to make yourself scarce, and it's kind of funny, like, when you, I, I watched you know, I watch rumbles differently now after being told that. And you do see somebody will just go to the corner for 10 minutes and lay down. <laughs> like, they just won't do anything. I never really noticed that before because naturally your, your eye is trained to watch the people doing things. But if you actually take a step back and, you know, kind of look where you're not meant to, you do just guys will just stop. Mm. So, yeah, it was, it was quite meticulously planned. But, I mean, it, I, I think just because it was my first match, I was probably nervous, so overthinking it. But I don't think it could have gone any any better than it did, or at least not from my vantage point. I mean, my, clo my clothesline sucked, but I'm all right with it. <laughs> I, the people I was clotheslining, I think deep down in my head, I was like, okay, well, we can either, you know, take out some of the the best prospects in British wrestling right now, or we cannot do that. And I was like, let's not do that just in case. So, yeah, if I, if I could have hit better, better clotheslines, I would have done. But hey-ho, that's how we learn. That's how we get better. So, that's yeah, not, it's all good. That's, yeah. that's not JBL, then. <laughs> well, if it was JBL, I probably would have hit him harder, to be honest. But, yeah. Oh, damn. <laughs> Getting get Miller hard. That's actually what I wanted to ask you. How does training to be a wrestler affect how you view wrestling now? Oh, oh absolutely massively. I mean, I, I know I do the ups and downs and stuff, and I love the internet. I really, really do. But some people like to make up their own narratives. Uh, <laughs> if, if you actually watch any of the ups and downs I do, it's very rare that I've ever said a match is crap. Because that's just not who I am as a human being. Like I, I know when a match is bad, but I don't feel like it's my prerogative to say that person is a shit wrestler. Because <laughs> you know, I, I, I think everyone should have their own opinion. I think everyone should be allowed to critique anything. I don't buy into this whole "oh, you've never done it, so you can't have an opinion." That's nonsense. It is. However, I, I do think that way a little bit. There is a small part of me that always went, "Well, I've never done it, so." You know, I'm sure it is really hard. And now that I actually have trained, it, you know, you, you can double that. Something like a headlock takeover, which I never would have even looked out for in the past. I will now watch on Raw and SmackDown and be like, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. I, they do it so smooth. And 
you know, it, of course, it's a matter of rep- something like a headlock takeover. It's more a matter of rep- repetition than skill. But they do it so effortlessly and so easy that, yeah, I, I do see those things more. And, you know, I, I still will call out, you know, I, I, but let me rephrase that. When I want to talk about a match that is bad, I will just I try and say it in the most you know positive way as, as I can, because nobody goes out there to have a bad match. I think that's that's the thing. And, you know, if other people want to sit around and go oh, that match with shit, OK, that's cool. But I don't I don't I don't want to do that because a again not in my nature but also b yeah and i think when you do when you do 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 it it does give you a a kind of a new respect for it and it gives you a new perspective on it and i honestly it's, i see i see some people put other people in wrist locks i'm like oh my gosh you did that so easily <laughs> so yeah i mean it it has changed it loads but i think i think for the better and if nothing else, when people tell me that I'm not allowed to have an opinion on wrestling, I go, well, I'll have you know, I am a wrestler. <laughs> I mean, a pretty shit wrestler, but I am a wrestler, so you can, you can, you can go away. So at least it's given me that retort. That, can, that must be like the best thing ever, just someone saying that, you know, oh, well, you're not part of the industry. And then you just sort of puffing up and going, well, actually, um, I think you'll find I, I have wrestled and I've actually had my head split open with a chair. Have you done that? No, I didn't yeah. think so. Sit down. Um, and then, then give him a down and walk off, you know. How <laughs> here's, here's a link to my Titantron. <laughs> yeah, man. I got Titantron and theme music. What you got? Nothing. Can I just say as well, not just because you're on the podcast, but genuinely, when you debuted, um, it went up on YouTube like a couple of days later, I think. And honestly, I had that fucker in my head for three and a half days. I was like, I can't get it. <laughs> just you going, why? Here's why. And I was just, oh, I can't get it out of my head. It just oh, repetition. Shout out to Defiant for that one. I mean, uh, they, they were the, I mean, it seems so obvious in hindsight, but I guess I didn't want to push it too much. They went, Miller, just put why, here's why at the beginning of your stupid entrance music. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's even like calling so, you yeah. finish your move ups and downs. It, it makes perfect well, sense. But genuinely, it fits the move. It's brilliant. Yeah. It's really that, that, I mean, That's what I mean. I, I kind of bought into the idea pretty early on. There's no point. Why try and get other stuff over, as they say, if you know that's the kind of stuff that people know me for? And so, yeah, when I thought about calling it the ups and downs, I thought, well, just do a move where someone goes up and then you slam them down. <laughs> like, that can't be too hard. Um, but, yeah, I, I think it, I mean, I'm not saying that I'll stick with it forever, forever, but I certainly will until it feels like it's run its course. And maybe it never feels that way, which would have been which would have been even better. It looks like um, the Stone Cold Stunner's out out of uh, retirement now, so you could use that. <laughs> well, you do, actually, you say that. I was talking to, I was at a Defiant show on Saturday, and I said to someone, look, man, if Kevin Owens can start hitting people with Stone Cold Stunner, why can't I start hitting people with a jackhammer? I mean, people <laughs> people want to see it anyway. So I have a, I had a very serious discussion about potentially just finding out, kind of coming up a way to tweak it. And I may, I literally, spoiler, I may start doing it. Who gives a well, shit, man? Like, who cares? It. Let's just do it. I, I just, I just want to see you do like a Goldberg squash just for one match. Let's just like to end a feud with Blue King Sharp or something. Just oh, boom. I, I, I pitch that everywhere I go. They go, Miller. What do you want to do? I'm like, just beat everyone. Why not that? <laughs> <laughs> just, just win. Yeah. Just be an Austin Aries. You have a belt collector now. Yeah, I, I, I tell you honestly, like. That's kind of my my new mini goal when it comes to wrestling. I don't have to win a world title. I just want to win a title, but not just because it's a cool thing to do. But you know, I want to be involved in a proper storyline and, and a proper feud with a proper payoff. I, I'm sure all wrestlers would say that. But that, you know, that is certainly the next thing I want to try and I want to try and get done. Well, that was going to lead into my next question, really. I mean, you know, you look at you have achieved quite a lot in a very very small amount of time since your debut. 
But what does 2019 hold for Simon Miller? What what are you going to, you know, is there anything on the horizon that you can disclose? Or, you know, is there anything, you know, wrestling-wise that you want to do? You know, anyone you want to face potentially? What are you looking at? Well, there's something big going to happen in Defiant over the next few weeks. That's all I can say. I mean, if you obviously, if you followed my story so far, I obviously got injured uh, and I've been I've been out for it for a few months. That clearly has to come to an end at some point. <laughs> so and, 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 then, and then I'll just trail off. <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, I mean, right now that's what I want to do. I I, I felt like. Again, the, the night before I got injured, I faced Nathan Cruz, and it wasn't a great match. Like, you know, I'm not saying anybody would watch that one. My word, the future of the industry has arrived. But, <laughs> but for me, it was the first time I felt like that was a fine match. And I mean fine as in it was okay. It was average. But to me, that was amazing. It means I could go in there with a seasoned pro and pull it off, for lack of a better term. So, you know, that that that's my thing now. I just want to be able to... Get my. I think you do need to get your confidence back a little bit because that that kind of ties in with ring rust and and making sure your shoulder's not going to hurt again. So I just want to do everything like that. Get to the point where it's not a question of can Simon do this. It's a question. Okay, Simon's okay and he's getting better. And then, it, like I say, yeah, start putting myself into feuds. Start being able to really have fun with it because I'm still at the point where I need to get experience, which I appreciate and I enjoy. So yeah, I'm hoping just by the end of the year I can just be. You know, while I'll always, always, always love the YouTube stuff and I always want to bring it in, hopefully by the end of the year, it's less, oh, there's the YouTube guy that's a wrestler and it becomes, oh, there's the wrestler that's also on YouTube or there's a YouTuber yeah. that's also a wrestler. So that's my kind of mini goal right now, just to prove to people I'm not mucking around. It's not just something I think would be a, a laugh for a, for a few months. I, I just want to establish myself as much as possible. And then whatever comes is what comes of it. I know everyone says if you get into the into wrestling, you have to become, you have to aim to be WWE champion. Okay, great. That's not my goal. If it comes <laughs> a lot, if it comes along, I'm not going to say no. But I'm much more of a enjoy everything as it comes kind of a kind of a deal. Like I didn't know I was going to be in that rumble till like what six weeks before when I just got a phone call saying Millie want to be in the rumble. I was like, yes, I mean I do. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I, I, that that's the thing. And if I can establish myself as a character in Defiant to the point they have a bit more confidence in me and a bit more trust in me and can start putting me in bigger and better feuds, that will be wonderful and I'll be a happy man. Yeah. I mean if you, you ever... oh sorry Chris. I did sorry, cut you off the... before mate. So go on. I'll let you ask do your you ever... question. <laughs> do you ever find it slightly harder to to progress and get to my next level when like marks who are already out to not like you uh say us just putting you under a microscope and getting you on every tiny mistake you ever make like does that make it harder to progress uh i guess it depends how you look at it and the way i've always seen people like that that want to disparage what i'm trying to do is as long as they're interested i don't care like they still must be interested because they seem to know mm. all the facts so I'm like, that. that's fine with me. It's like, again, a classic boring thing. But as long as I'm getting a reaction, I'm going to assume I'm doing something. Right. I'd much rather that than someone goes, ah, I don't really care. And again, I'm talking in, like I say, stereotypical words. But it's true. Mm. So now that stuff doesn't bother me. If anything, but see, I don't do, I don't do wrestling for that. Like, if, the reason I do wrestling is because when I decided to start training, I kind of sat down. And I said to myself, I just, you know, I got that. this sounds far more dramatic than I mean it to be. I don't mean it to be. It's just, it's, this is more a, a statement of fact than a, mel a melancholic one. I'd just been through some personal stuff. And I kind of I felt like I was at a crossroads. So again, far less dramatic than that. And I thought to myself, well, what do I want to do? And I said, well, I don't want to get to 70 years old and look back and go, well, I, should have I should have tried wrestling. And I had tried a couple of times, but I'd never seen it through. So I thought, well, that's what I want to do. So at that point, it was already, I, I said, and I said as well, as long as I enjoy the training, I'm going to stick with it. 
you know, if something deep down in me was saying it's not for me, I wasn't going to force myself to do it because that's a big thing for me. I don't think you should ever do something to spite. I think you should always do something because you're passionate about it. But after a couple of months, I was enjoying it. And, and so it's, it, that's always been the reason I do it because I love it. And because I know as weird as it sounds, you know, when I am, a, when I am an old man, if I'm lucky enough to get that far, that I'll never look back and go, oh, I should have done that. And that fuels me. It really does. That's why I get so passionate about things, because it's something I want to make sure that I've crossed as that's why I love being busy. Like all my mates think I'm an asshole because I never see them. And it's because I'm always <laughs> running around doing 101 things. And they're right. I am an asshole. But um, and I, I, I just I don't know. It's just how my brain is wired. So every time I get someone going, oh, the fucking YouTuber, I, I don't know if I'm allowed to swear. Just swore. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's bleep, bleep it's me certainly, up. no it's certainly not the worst thing has been said on this podcast we had to okay, bleep out an entire 10 minute section the other day because of chris awesome 10 that, minutes. that works for me um, <laughs> yes yeah, so anytime anyone says anything like that to me it just doesn't bother me i mean obviously on certain in certain moments it does like i think we talked about the clotheslines earlier right when i watched it back i knew those clotheslines were bad so when people tweeted me going make those clotheslines are crap that did get to me but that's because i knew they were right that doesn't make me want to stop that just makes me go, oh man, they're you know that's a um, a weakness I knew that I had, and they they've highlighted it. But no, there's there's nothing I think any, but even if I got you know loads of people saying, oh, Millie, you crap, you shouldn't do it. I don't care because I enjoy it. Like every time my music hit and you get a little bit of a reaction, and then you're out there doing this ridiculous stuff, it's just it, it genuinely is one of the best things I've ever done. So bring it on, like bring it on. As long as people care, be it love or hate, I, I'm not bothered. It's um, I take it as a compliment that they're interested in what I'm doing. I mean that that immense amount of positivity. I mean, we we spoke, you know, when you introduced yourself um, about just how positive you were, but it's it's it is refreshing to see someone so positive um, because I, th- you know, we're all guilty of it sometimes, especially with you know some some certain areas raw um, of WWE, <laughs> and um, it you know it's difficult to remain positive, and you know when you've got. People like Baron Corbin consistently in the main event, who perhaps is, you know, for lack of a better phrase, a boring person. You know, I enjoy him. I just, I, I find him categorically a bore. I don't find him a bad wrestler. I, you know, similar to what you said earlier, Sam. I don't find him a bad wrestler. I don't find him, you know, a, I just find him boring. I just want him yeah. to go away um, and leave my screen. But you know, it's it's all very well piling on that, but like you say, that that positivity is certainly you know is certainly something I think we all need at times. You know, myself included, because my positivity is shocking uh, for <laughs> some people. Um, but anyway, Garth, have you got anything else to ask? I know you've got a couple of questions. I was just going to say, a sort of obviously, uh, you've got your your podcast where you sort of talk about the week to week sort of wrestling stuff. Um, as a whole, I mean, do you think? I mean, we're in a massively sort of blessed period at the moment where we've got so much amazing wrestling from every corner of the planet at the moment. Is there too much wrestling? Because <laughs> I think there is. I can't, get, I can't manage to watch everything I want to watch. I would say there probably is. Yeah, and I think that's just the nature of yeah, social media and the internet. And that's why I think you have to pick and choose what you, what you watch these days because you can wear yourself out on anything. Like, I'm... I'm very lucky to, to do what I do. And I, I, I say that over and over again because that's how I feel. But it does become, on some days, it can feel a bit like a job because that's just how brains work. Like I was lucky enough to work in video games too. And sometimes you get in the last thing you wanted to do was play a video game because it was like, oh, geez, I've done that. You know, actually, most of my video game career, I didn't really play games. 
but I was still I was still involved with them all the time. And your brain needs a mental a mental break from them. And I think that's what it kind. Of, I think it's the same when you're a fan of anything. So you need to kind of pick and choose. So while there is there is too much, I think it's you have to kind of spin it in your head and be like, okay, well I'll just dip in and dip out of what I want. Like I always get people saying, well you should watch Impact, otherwise you're not a proper wrestling fan. I was like, man, I'd love to watch Impact, but I can't. I can't. Like there's just no that you have to prioritize. That's exactly. the re- that, that's the realistic thing. So I, it, it's one of those weird double-edged swords. Like it's great that there is so much because you can find out what works for you and go out and, and enjoy it. But at the same time, if you try and watch all of it, you are just going to wear yourself out. Oh, yeah. It you does twist. get like it does get ridiculous sometimes. Like on one day, it's like okay, so there's this new Japan show, but oh wait, there's a new po- Progress chapter. But oh shit, it's also happened to be the same day as fucking NXT. Yeah. Oh damn. Oh my god, what's happening? It's just. I wish they had this much wrestling in the mid two thousands. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. Then it'd be then it'd be fine. But I think I think it will. I think it will even out eventually. I do think you know the streaming service boom, as they say, is still kind of ongoing. So I, th- I think eventually it will calm down, and we'll see what AEW does. But yeah, I mean, it, 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 I think if you set out to try and watch everything, or buy into this ridiculous notion that if you don't watch X, you're not a wrestling fan. There's this idea that if you don't watch New Japan, you're not a wrestling fan. It's like, give me a break. I think watch- I've, I've, I've seen that puff up. I've, I've seen like really niche stuff come up. It's like, where we don't watch my no wrestling fan. It's like, really? If I'm not watching every Champions Carnival match, I'm not a wrestling fan, according to some facebook groups it's ridiculous <laughs> yeah i i just think watch what you want like even if someone says to me i don't want to watch new japan i just want to watch wwe awesome genuinely awesome mm. like have have the best time with it and you know if you ever want to it's there for you if you don't you know i, I love wwe apologists good for you because you're you know you're trying to see the best in what they do and i can respect that goth were you going to say something now i was just no, no. About- no? no so yeah, i think it'd be, i think it'd be rude not to ask about basically the elephant in the room simon millet what the fuck is going on with Tamatonga? <laughs> well, Tamatonga is an asshole who, <laughs> who thought it would be really funny to to infiltrate what culture videos, ban us from the block party happening over WrestleMania weekend until he got so fed and sick, he got so fed up with us fighting back that he invited us. That's what's going on with that's what's going on with Tamatonga. It's legit, man. Legit beef. I'm genuinely scared you're going to turn up and you're going to get mugged by Farley. Oh Bring God. it, Bring it, Farley. <laughs> you wanna you wanna walk into my my house? I'll kick your ass. <laughs> and there you go, ladies and gentlemen. You heard it here first. Simon Miller is calling out bad luck, Farley. And Tamatonga. Most. I, I, I tell you what. I tell you what. I I, I will leave it. In the in the ether by, by now, but I promise, post WrestleMania, I'll come on and I'll fill you in on the amazing story between yeah. between the bullet to me. But obviously, I hate them all and I want them to blow up. That's that's clearly, <laughs> yeah. that's clearly what I want. Damn. That's Are we going to have to bleed that one? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it's time we broke up the interview, though. I think it's time we played our first game, Simon. Are you ready? I'm always ready. So. This is a little concept we came up with called Wrestle Gear Solid. Now, the idea is that we have got a wrestler in mind. I know, I'm so happy with that name. Genuinely, I can't tell you how happy I am. He's been talking about it for two days. I have. Uh, (laughs) So we've got a wrestler in mind. And what we're going to do is we're going to give you 10 clues. After each clue, you can have a guess as to who this wrestler is. Famous wrestler, WWE uh, wrestler. All right. It'll start hard, and then as we get towards the 10 question mark, they will progressively get easier. Are you ready, Simon? 
I am, but I already know I'm going to be bad at this. Just so, just so a warning, I will be bad at this. Don't worry, because <laughs> don't worry. Coming up with facts was actually really difficult for me because it was fine for Garth and Chris, and then as soon as it came to me, I was like, shit. Um, I don't know what to put. So we'll see how this goes. Anyway, so Garth, Chris, you ready? Ready. Good stuff. Right. Question. Uh, sorry. Clue one. He debuted for the WWF in 1988. No. no, I got nothing. No? Okay. Clue two. He's a former member of the NWO. Along with everybody else. <laughs> yeah, just say, yeah. Along yeah. with every other American wrestler. A member of the NWO. I mean, uh, no, no, it's too, it's too, it's too, it's too, too late. No, I don't, no, I don't know. Okay. Are you giving up on that clue? Should we give you another yeah, one? Yeah, I am. Okay. Clue three. He was a participant in the Deadly Games Tournament at Survivor Series 1998. <laughs> uh, that should be obvious then. Let me go. I was going <laughs> to... Uh, but 1998. The Big Boss Man. Yes. Correct. What? Right? Yes. <laughs> yes. Come on. There we go. <laughs> my favourite one didn't come up. Why did you put my favourite one? Don't so worry. Far? Don't worry. I'll go through the rest of the clues and see at what points I would definitely would have got it. So you got it on three. So well done. That puts you. I think that. That's a that's a very very good achievement. That that's impressive. I, would, I wouldn't have got that. <laughs> to be honest, I wouldn't. And I wrote the fucking clues. Um, so <laughs> he was a key part of the corporation. Was number four. Number five, he was finally inducted into the Hall of Fame in 2016 by legendary manager Slick. Um, this prob- probably should have been close to the stock because this was quite tricky. He defeated Coco Beware at the inaugural SummerSlam. <laughs> <laughs> I had This is what I mean. I had to find really niche facts because you come up with all the decent ones. Um, he has a taste for pepper. That was Chris's one. Um, obviously, <laughs> Al Snow's poor dog. Um, and then basically he once took a ride on a coffin. Do you think you'd have got it eventually? I think I would have got it. I think I would have got it. I think I would have got it. But I'm proud. I'm proud of my achievement. But congratulations. That is impressive. After three guesses, we're going to have to make these harder, boys, Um, because clearly it's far, far too... But we came up with a random, like, wrestler generator, and the first two were Ric Flair and Stone Cold Steve Austin. We can't give him them. I was just going to say, we can't give him them. Um... But yeah, before we go into our quick fire round, sort of to sort of to tie off the interview, um, Chris Garth, is there anything else you want to ask Simon? Chris Garth, uh, yeah, I'm fine going into the quick fire. You fine going into the quick fire? Okay. Yes. Right. So basically, this is the first thing that comes into your head, Simon. Okay, we're going to give you ten questions, and we literally just want you to say the first thing that comes into your mind. Okay. All right. The quicker, the better. I'm looking forward to some of these responses. Okay, so yep. we'll start the clock because there will be music when we actually do this on the podcast. And it's been <laughs> oh, shit, so, start just, the just imagine for a moment that just imagine we're very professional. So just imagine for a moment that the <laughs> countdown music is playing. Here we go. Favorite wrestler, Bret Hart. Least favorite wrestler. Ah, uh, it's a negative question. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of anyone. Hang on. <laughs> I, 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 I never, I never think. Tama of Tama. Tama. <laughs> yeah, Tama, No, I can't say that. That's, that's horrible. Um, who, I try to think. I, I want to give a legit answer. Who do I genuinely, genuinely not? 
who used to piss me off loads? Repo. I come back to you. Good, 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 good quick round, Miller. Really good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, worst match. I can't think of anyone. Okay. <laughs> no. Favorite match. Favorite match. Yeah. Uh, WrestleMania 13. Bret Hart, Steve, uh, Bret Hart, Steve Austin. Which we've just reviewed. Nice. Absolutely amazing match. Um, first match you remember watching. Oh, at the worst possible time, Skype is screwing me over. Say again. Okay. First... <laughs> screwing me over for me as well. First match you remember watching. First match I remember watching would probably be Mr. Perfect versus Bret Hart IC Championship at SummerSlam. Great match. Fantastic match. Uh, best pay-per-view you've watched? WrestleMania 17. Worst pay-per-view you've watched? <laughs> Crouch. <laughs> <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> uh, best wrestling game of all time, aside from No Mercy. Oh, WrestleMania 2000. It's a good game. Yeah. I had that on Game Boy Color. It was outstanding. I <laughs> yeah, I secretly prefer WrestleMania 2000 to No Mercy, but don't tell anyone because they get so mad. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, hot takes everywhere. I like Fire Pro. Fire Pro is also very good. And final, be final best finishing move. I mean, probably the stunner. But I also always like to give a shout out to the F5 because I think the the, the 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 sort of backlash against Brock Lesnar, people have forgotten how hard that move is to do. Like, it was a, what a hard move to do, and he does it so well. So, yeah, yeah I, I think I think it's cool as well because I think only a few people could do it. So, yeah, I'll, I'll shout out. I'll shout Bro out. Then. Yeah. Brian Cage does it as a traditional move. Yes, <laughs> he does. does. Yeah. Oh, my but that, God. But that, but that kind of sums it up, right? Like, Brian Cage, because you can only do it if you're, like, jacked. Yeah. It's not just something like you can just do. You've got to be like massive. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, 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 I will do that. I will, I will go. I'll go with my shout out for that. Also, worst wrestler, I go Great Carly, which is horrible to Great Carly. But <laughs> let's face it, yeah, it, it was. It was. It was never going to work out very well. It's too big. Like it's a, ridic a ridiculous thing to say, but he was like that was always going to be too much for someone that massive. Yeah, just imagine him versus Giant Gonzalez. Oh my God, that's selling. <laughs> It's my ideal match. <laughs> <laughs> it was between him and Giant Gonzalez when they picked into my head. But I was like, I'll never ever pick Giant Gonzalez because he chloroformed the Undertaker at WrestleMania. <laughs> in, in the, in everyone, everyone goes on how great the streak was. They always go, he got, he won by DQ after chloroform. Yeah. It's like you can't, you can't be that excited about it. Be Kamala. Yeah, basically, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. the streak starts at WrestleMania 17, doesn't it? Because that it way you know. get to eradicate uh, King Kong Bundy. Diesel, you know, all these wonderful Giant Gonzalez, all these wonderful matches, you know, Jimmy's flat, Jimmy Snooker, that was a terrible match as well. Um, but thank you for that, Simon. And I'm sorry that I made your head explode with our negative questioning. Um, <laughs> I, suppose... I, mean, I, mean, I just never thought about it. What, what weird human I am. I've literally never even thought about it. Why? Well, I should, I should do that. Like, you, you've taught me a good lesson today. I will. I will start. I will start thinking about these things a bit more. If We're I can a corrupting influence. Yes, absolutely. If I can actively encourage you to watch one terrible match in your life, it is the blindfold match from WrestleMania Seven. It is. That's so weird. I was literally writing about that today. Really That's bizarre. <laughs> <laughs> I actually really like that match. It is oh, the worst match I've ever seen. It is. I I I like it in the sense that I appreciate the ingenuity. But what I can't believe, and this is literally what I was scripting today, I can't believe that everyone at wrestling or WWE watched that and went, ah, we'll do it again. <laughs> <laughs> Did it again like five times. It's like, no, what are you like, doing? Other companies started doing it as well. Yeah. Like yeah. when TNA did it and the bag fell off. I, yeah, 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 yeah. 
I, I had to to, to to remind myself, I had to watch Santino Morella versus Drew McIntyre in a blindfold match from SmackDown. I was like, this is shit. Like, it's just, <laughs> I, I know I'm going against everything I said earlier, but they just, you can't, you got a blindfold on your head. Like, even if you can see through those things, you still have to pretend you can't see. So it's just the same match. I don't get it. I think, I I think what was so upsetting was the fact that it was, you know, it was Jake the Snake Roberts and Rick Martel, two of notoriously the greatest workers that the WWF had at the time. And they basically said, how can we make this match better? Let's <laughs> impair their vision. I mean, how does that make any... Ma- and the first, literally the first three minutes of the match is them two walking to opposite sides of the ring trying to find each other. And then there's this wonderful moment where they're kneeling in front of each other, not able to do anything because they can't see each other. It sounds like the last time I was in Garage. <laughs> who, who would si- who would sign up to it too if you, if you take wrestling to be real who would go yeah I'm going to put you both in a blindfold match yeah cool I'll sign on to that <laughs> you'd be like no I don't want to do it that sounds like a terrible idea how to destroy kayfabe in three easy steps um, I love it I, 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 love, I love breaking down wrestling like that it just cracks me not, when you break wrestling down, down like that forget the moves and how you have to have something none of it makes sense if you actually imagine a guy backstage being given matches, every one you go, nope, 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 nope. Do you, do you want to be in a match where you could be set on fire? Well, no, actually, I don't. <laughs> to be it's, buried? No. Yeah, exactly. No. Uh, do you want to be in a match? Do you want to be in a match where you can lose your title by not being pinned? No, I don't. That's not like a terrible idea. So I'm just not going to agree to it. Do you want to put your wife on a pole match? Yeah. <laughs> do you want to put your mum on a pole yeah, or a forklift? And put her on a pod. Then can you go get your medically prescribed Viagra? It's like, well, I really don't want to do that, man. Like, it took me a while to get. So I don't want to give it up. Wrestling's mental. That's why I love it. I think possibly my favourite in, in that vein is when... Can everyone remember when John Cena had to go, was taken off TV for a while after he was kayfabe stabbed? Um, yeah. <laughs> like, well, I wasn't... I wasn't watching at the time, but yeah. Yeah, by Carlito's bodyguard and the way they saw it, you know, not not through the courts. Yeah, not through the courts, but via a wrestling match. It's like, how? How is this possible? You know, of all the people to put in an Inferno match, Bray Wyatt, who has more flammable hair than most of the (laughs) roster. It just, it makes no sense. It makes no sense. But it is hilarious. And it has given me... So many good memories over the years, which is why I will always give WWE the benefit of the deal. Absolutely. Just before we go, I think it's quite nice because we asked Simon what his first match was that he remembers watching. Quickly, I'm going to go round. What's the match that you just, you know, not everyone likes, but you hold really near and dear to your heart? Simon, what about you? Uh, One that I hold near and dear to my heart. I'm trying. Well, 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 I mean, the match I always put on for non-wrestling fans to watch is always John Cena versus CM Punk at Money in the Bank 2011. Just because I, I love it so much, just because it, 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 it in in ten minutes you can explain the story and then you can put it on and get the reaction for Punk and get the sort of backlash against John Cena. And nine times out of ten, most people understand wrestling. So yeah. that always means a lot to me just because, you know, I, I do think the whole thing was great. I, I, you know, some people don't like it when you give answers that are sort of quite, quite modern day wrestling. But I do, I always like to view wrestling as a way, as a conduit to get other people involved. And I think it does it so well. And it actually helps it was only in 2011 because it still looks modern. Like when you go back to the 80s and especially sort of the, the, the early 80s, it, it does still, even WWE, whose production values were always superior to most, it still does look a little bit like smoky old you know mounted yeah. wrestling and, and so which i like 
but a lot of people will be turned off by that. So I'd always, I would always say that. Otherwise, you know, Hulk Hogan versus Ultimate Warrior from WrestleMania six. I always get WrestleMania days wrong. Is it seven? It's six, right? Oh, I always get it wrong. Six, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that. I mean, that is the first match I can remember being. It's the first time I was like, well, who's going to win this? Because you can't, you know, you can't have. Hulk, uh, Hulk Hogan lose, but the ultimate, he can't lose. And, you know, being genuinely confused. And that was the kind of the videotape I remember seeing in Blockbuster, that purple cover with Hulk Hogan looking right at the camera and ultimate or his arms in the air screaming. I was desperate to have that tape. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that, every time I see that, I'm always, uh, I'm always transported back to being a little kid. Yeah. Garth, what about you? Um, it's not a classic and it's, it's more about the sort of pageantry, but it's always Ultimate Warrior versus Rick Rude in the steel cage at SummerSlam 90. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's the first pay-per-view I ever saw, and the Ultimate Warrior just, as a sort of nine-year-old kid, just blew my mind. Yeah. He's, he's... It's the most charismatic thing I've ever seen on television. <laughs> even even after his pose down with Rick, uh, with Rick Rude, where they just literally yeah. posed off for like 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Chris, what about you? Um, so I've gone along the same thing with Simon that Simon said about the Warrior and Hogan match. Um, for me, I'm a bit younger than everyone else in this current chat. Um, <laughs> uh, so I, I started watching wrestling in 2007, and so in 2008, when I was a kid, Batista and Cena going at it at SummerSlam was just that battle of the Titans for me. I just couldn't imagine a bigger match at that point. So I have to go with that. Something that no one seems to like, but I just adore. Um, mine, like on a pay per view that was just wall to wall, absolute bonkers in WrestleMania 17. You know, one of the, if not the best pay per view WWF WWE have ever put on. My favorite match, the one I will always put on just to watch it for genuine carnage, is the hardcore match between Kane, um, Raven, and the Big Show. I mean, how can you not enjoy? Big Show throttling Raven as he's driving away in a golf cart. <laughs> How can you not love Raven being thrown through what is supposed to be a solid wall? By it's it's just balls to the wall entertainment. Most of the match doesn't even happen in the arena. It just happens backstage. It's just it's great fun. It's the one that makes me go, "This is fucking brilliant." And this is why I love wrestling. This is why I love wrestling to watch mass men throw a tiny man through a window. Yes, absolutely. Damn um, right. Damn right. Yeah, I think that's a great way to end the podcast. Some positivity uh, sort of rubbed off from Simon. But Simon Miller, thank you so much for coming on. We we can't express enough how, gra- how thankful we are that you've come on. Thank you. No, honestly, guys, thank, I, I, I genuinely mean it. Like so many, this always sounds like I'm making it up, but it's true. So many people have supported me throughout my life and helped me get to where I always say now, if people didn't watch my stuff, I wouldn't have a job. You're only as you know, only as relevant and viable as your numbers, which is a horrible way to look at it, but it's true. <laughs> so I'm always happy to sort of help out and give back in any way I can. So I just appreciate you thinking enough of me to reach out and ask me to come on. That's very kind of you. Oh, not at all. Thank you so much. And you know, we will definitely take you up on that offer to come back on and tell us all the lurid stories about your Bullet Club Bock Party uh, shenanigans. <laughs> well, let, let's do it because I'm very again. I'm I'm I have uh, the very cool sort of job to go to wrestlemania this year which is the stupidest <laughs> job in the world so I, I i will get up to plenty of shenanigans then and i will come back on and i, I will tell you about them all i'll give you all the cd details of behind the scenes at wrestlemania and about 72 other events oh thank you Wonderful. so much we'll pencil thank you, you so in much. certainly um so yeah thank you so much Sam. do you want to plug your uh, channels and things quickly before before we sign absolutely off? obviously you can find me on what culture wrestling on youtube 
Also got my old my own channel, which is just a bunch of nonsense. But you can find me there. Just search for the Miller Report on YouTube. Also Twitter, Instagram at Simon316. Um and I got new merch out, actually. You can get new merch from me, which is simonmiller.bigcartel.com. If you ever wanted a silhouette of me slapping your head, that is now <laughs> that is now a real thing. And amazingly, I only I only put them up today and I've already sold a few, which cracked me up. Somebody's actually gonna be walking around with me slapping my head on their chest. What a world I live in, eh? What a world I live in. Oh. I didn't know I wanted that until you I was just going to say, <laughs> it's something you don't no, know you want. Nobody does. Nobody <laughs> does. That, uh, so, yeah. A flexicist one. Oh, yeah, that's coming as well. They're all, they're all in the pipeline, but, you know, unfortunately, uh, get, getting merchandise may cost a fortune. Yeah, but... <laughs> so one at a time, one at a time. Um, Garth, where can they find you, my man? I'm at Drummer Jackson on Twitter. And Chris? At Candy Chris, um, Candy Chris 97 and also I think I'm writing some stuff. I'm only saying that afterwards so Rob won't insult my Twitter handle again. Yeah, but, it it yeah. is the worst Twitter handle. This is Please bullying, Please change Rob. it. Please change it. You shouted at me for changing it. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. You can tune into the podcast on all the usual platforms, iTunes, Podbean, Podcast Addict. Check us out everywhere. Subscribe to the YouTube channel at, at uh, Real Podmania, always forget that. Uh, Twitter at Podmania and Facebook. But in the meantime, thank you so much for listening to us. Thank you again to Simon Miller for coming on. We really do appreciate it. We can't say how much we do. Thank you so much. And we'll talk to you guys again soon. You've been listening to the Podmania Pro Wrestling Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Podmania, Facebook at Podmania Podcasts, and YouTube and Instagram at Real Podmania. And check out the website, podmania.co.uk. Until next time, wrestling fans. Wrestling fans.